Hi, thanks for joining me on Stay Tuned. You know, it's March, it's gloomy. We're all really tired of like winter and doom and gloom and ready for spring and dazzling sunlight. So I thought we should do something fun. So for the next two weeks, we're doing what I call March's Match Games Memorable Moments. And we're gonna look at four of my favorite celebrity panelists. We're gonna begin with Fanny Flagg. And she's one of those performers who I've seen all my life, but know little about. And I call her episode, Don't Give Up Before the Miracle Happens. I thought it would be fun to learn more about her show business career. Like me, she started writing later in life as a second career. I wanted to know how that whole dream fulfillment came about. So let's get to know Fanny Flagg. She was born Patricia Neal in Alabama in 1944. Flagg of Finnish ancestry spent most of her childhood in the Birmingham area. It sounds like she had a very normal, happy childhood. Although she liked writing, she had problems because she was dyslexic, but she did not realize that until she became an adult. She was an archery champion at age 12. By age 15, she seriously considered entering a convent. Luckily for us, she didn't. In high school, she was a cheerleader and a saxophone player in the band. As a teen, she entered Miss Alabama pageant where she won a scholarship to the Pittsburgh Playhouse Theater Acting School. Acting might have been in her blood because both her father and grandfather were motion picture machine operators. The summer she returned home, the woman who co-hosted the morning show in Birmingham left, so Fanny was able to replace her. Who knows what direction Flagg's career would have taken if the head of WBRC-TV were not so tight-fisted. Flagg asked for a raise, and he denied it, so she quit her job and moved to New York City. She had to take on a new name since there was already a very famous Patricia Neal in show business. Her grandfather suggested Fanny because so many comedians used the name, and a friend came up with Flag. Her first television job was on CBS Repertoire Workshop in 1964. During this time, Fanny recorded two comedy albums with various skits that included parodies of famous women. She appeared on a variety of talk shows, including The Joey Bishop Show, The Dick Cabot Show, The Merv Griffin Show, The Johnny Cash Show, and Dinah. Flagg got her first film role in 1970 in Five Easy Pieces with Jack Nicholson. The next year, she appeared in Some of My Best Friends Are. It was also in 1971 that she received an offer for her first series. Fanny says she stumbled into the role. She had been doing concerts and performing with stock companies. She was on the West Coast and stopped in at her agent's California office to meet the staff. A man came in and looked her up and down and then left. The next day, she learned she was given the part of Dick Van Dyke's sister on the new Dick Van Dyke show. The man in the office had been looking for someone who could pass for Dick's sister in real life. The new Dick Van Dyke show was on the air from 1971 till 1973. Carl Reiner created the series for Van Dyke. Van Dyke played Dick Preston, a local talk show host. He was signed to a three-year contract and given permission to film in Arizona, where he lived. Hope Lang appeared as his wife, Jenny, and Angela Powell took on the role of their daughter, Annie. Flagg was cast as his sister, Mike, and David Doyle, his boss, Ted. The couple's best friends, Bernie and Carol Davis, were played by Marty Brill and Nancy DeSalt. The show began its life on Saturday night with All in the Family, Funny Face, and the Mary Tyler Moore Show. The series didn't garner very high ratings, so the second season found the show Sunday nights where ratings decreased drastically. Flagg was mentioned by several critics as being very funny in her role. Fanny credited Dick Van Dyke as her acting mentor, as well as one of her best friends. Because Dick had a three-year contract, rather than cancel the show, CBS changed the structure. 
They gave Dick a role in a soap opera, so he and his family moved to Hollywood. They changed out most of the cast, so Flag moved on. The show followed Here's Lucy. The ratings improved significantly, but after the third year, Dick quit and went back to Arizona. Throughout the 1970s, Fanny continued to get both television and film offers. She appeared on Love American Style, The Nude Candid Camera, Wonder Woman, and Fernwood Tonight. She was also in several films, including Rabbit Test and Grease. During the 1970s, Flag was a fixture on the game show circuit. She's best known for Match Game, where she usually sat next to Richard Dawson. With all the different versions of Match Game, she appeared in 529 episodes. She's famous for wearing unusual tops on Match Game. It was while on the game show that Fanny received a note from a teacher who noticed a particular pattern in her misspellings. She mentioned that she might have dyslexia, which is when Flag first began to investigate and learned that she did indeed suffer from the disease. When asked about two of her co-stars on Match Game, Charles Nelson Riley and Brett Summers, Flagg said, besides being hilarious, Brett and Charles were two of the smartest people I have ever known. On Match Game, they got such a big kick out of each other. They razzed one another and everybody else on the panel mercilessly, and they were particularly relentless on the people they really liked. It was never mean or hurtful, and they loved it when you razzed them back. She continued, one of the happiest times in my life was in 1980 when I was doing the best little whorehouse in Texas on Broadway and Charles, Brett, and I were staying at the Wyndham Hotel at the same time. Every day about four o'clock in the afternoon, they would come to my room for cocktails. Many is the time I would come home from after the show and they would still be sitting in my room having a good time. The only thing that changed was the position of Charles to pay. In addition to Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, Flag toured with Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. Fanny continued her acting career into the 1980s. From 81 to 2, she took the role as Cassie Bowman on Harper Valley PTA, starring Barbara Eden. The show was based on the hit song Harper Valley PTA by Jeannie Riley. Sherwood Schwartz produced the first 11 episodes. The show moved around a bit from Thursdays at 8 to Saturdays at 8 to Sundays at 8 or Saturdays at 8.30. Barbara played Stella, a mom who ignores Southern small town standards by wearing miniskirts and speaking her mind. She reveals the hypocrisy of the other PTA members, making her a target of their comments. The show did not last long enough to accumulate enough episodes for syndication, but it occasionally shows up on independent networks. Flagg was on the George Burns Comedy Week series and The Love Boat three times. Her final films were done at the beginning and end of the 90s. Her last movie was Crazy in Alabama in 1999, written by her friend Mark Childress. She also had a cameo in 1991 in Fried Green Tomatoes, a movie based on her novel, Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. She co-wrote the screenplay and received an Oscar nomination. The book is told in the past and present by Ninny Threadgood and Evelyn Crouch, who talk about the town of Whistle Stop, Alabama, and the bonds the woman forged there in the 1920s and 30s. The novel, published in 1987, was on the New York Times bestseller list for 36 weeks. This was her most famous novel, but it was not her first novel. Flagg had felt a pull toward writing as a child. She wrote a play when she attended Catholic school. Because her father worked at the cinema, she had seen a lot of movies. She wrote a play about two career girls who lived in an apartment over the Copacabana nightclub in New York City. A man who called himself Mr. Truman asked to come for tea. The girls assume it's the president and go all out getting ready, inviting their friends. It turns out to be an insurance salesman. Her teacher phoned her mother to say the nuns were a bit concerned because she used the word martini 16 times in the story. 
Her mother had to explain that Fanny watched a lot of movies and the family was not sitting around drinking martinis every night. She won first prize at the county fair for an essay titled, Why I Want to Be Bald-Headed. She wrote it because she hated her mother braiding her hair so tightly every morning. In the 60s, Flagg wrote two skits for a nightclub in New York, Upstairs at the Downstairs. She filled in for a sick actress one night when Alan Funt was in the audience. He invited her to become a staff writer on Candid Camera. Flagg decided to attend a conference in 1978 to see Eudora Welty. She had to write a short story for a contest based on the word childhood. As Flagg tells it, I went to the grocery store and bought one of those spiral notebooks. I wrote a story called Daisy Fay and the Miracle Man about something that had actually happened to me in childhood. I wrote it as an 11-year-old child and thought if they saw any mistakes, they would think I did it on purpose. Flagg won the contest. I couldn't believe it. I was thrilled. But at the same time, I felt like such a cheat and a liar, says Flagg. An editor there said he wanted to talk with her about writing a fleshed-out novel based on the short story. Flagg burst into tears and said, I'm so sorry, but I can't write a book. When he asked her why, she said, because I can't spell. Flagg said the editor looked at her like she was crazy and said, what do you think we have editors for? She's been writing ever since. Fanny Flagg has found her niche. Since that first novel, she has continued to write, publishing 10 books in all. Her most recent release was The Whole Town is Talking in 2016. In 2012, she won the Harper Lee Distinguished Alabama Author Award, and Lee presented it to Fanny in person. As an adult, Fanny collects lamps from the 40s and 50s. She loves going on cruise ships, which might explain her three appearances on the love boat. If you are a Match Game fan, it will not surprise you to learn she loves wearing stripes with polka dots. Fanny just seems like a delightful and fun person to be around. She's on my list of people to have dinner with. I read most of her books, and I love them. She writes about quirky, but not strange, characters who seem true to life. I've really appreciated getting to know a little bit more about her life and career.